0: Chicago radio legend Steve Dahl deserves some blame for the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. The Medicare podcast using a big block Chevy for power. He often contemplates the sound of one hand clapping. It's Medicare expert, Doug Jones. Everybody. This is, uh, as Drew McMillan just told you, your Medicare expert, Doug Jones, I'm usually a lot perkier than this, but I'm just back from spending a week in California at the daughter's house, enjoying Thanksgiving. I'm not going to tell you what year Thanksgiving it was, but um, for you listening now, it's a recent one, and for those of you listening in the future, Uh, It'll be a uh, uh, Thanksgiving lost to the mists of history, but uh, boy, it really took it out of me. It was a a week of fun, adventure, uh, visiting things, sightseeing, and um, imbibing in cocktails. And I got to tell you, Drew McMillan, my Canadian nephew, who you just heard at the beginning of this episode, and his siblings, and even his parents, are just, uh, you know, they say, come on along for the, uh, (laughs) the cocktail ride. And at the end of the day, it's uh, like we crash and burn. And at the end of the week, we drag ourselves on the six hour drive back to Arizona. And all we want to do is sleep and relax, but enough about me. Thank you so much for joining us today at the Medicare for the lazy man podcast. We are here to help you feel comfortable about that pending, or impending transition that you're probably going to face from uh, Obamacare to Medicare. I want you to feel confident about it. I want you to understand that we're here. I am here mostly, and I use the Royal we because it's, it seems more polite to uh, help you feel confident and to tell you to inform you about all the things you're going to need to know. And the way that I do that is to offer you the opportunity to buy my book, Medicare for the lazy man, simplest and easiest guide ever right now. The 2022 version is up for sale on amazon.com and on barnesandnoble.com. And on the Amazon version, you have your choice of a hardcover version, a paperback version a an ebook or Kindle version, very reasonably priced. And then if you want to listen to me, read the book in my dulcet tones, you can buy the audible version. And uh, the good news is that I'm working on the 2023 book as we speak. And when I was with Drew McMillan and his family and his parents and his new little daughter Nora uh, in California over the Thanksgiving week, I was, uh, Drew said, I would love to read some or all of your upcoming book for the audiobook version. And I said, well, you're, you've got a fantastic voice Now I'm trying to figure out how we should do that. Should I have Drew do the whole book? Should I have Drew do every other chapter? Should I pick out chapters? Is the, the transition from me to Drew and back to me going to be? Uh, is that going to be jarring for the listener? What do you think, Randy? Have you got an opinion on whether I should uh, do any of the book or should I do all of the book, or how do we divide it up? What do you think?
1: That's a great question, Doug. I I would imagine that whichever one you go with, it has to be consistent throughout.
0: Okay. That's that's good, factual, uh, factually-based opinion there, and I like that. So let's say that I asked Drew to do the whole thing. Um I think it's actually going to be cheaper for me to have it uh, edited because when I do it I'm spitting all over the place and you know hacking up loogies and stuff like that and I've got a guy a very expensive guy who eliminates all of that stuff. Drew's recordings seem to be very clean. Wouldn't you uh, agree? I mean all of the uh, intros that we have for the
1: Yeah. He's he's well Yes, they are technically very clean. But the other thing that, you know, nobody can make up and you're either born with it or you're not, is he's definitely got an announcer's voice.
0: There you go. That's true. And I don't. (laughs) So I think maybe it's best if I consider the fact that Drew could do the whole thing. And I like the idea that he he could add that to his resume of uh, excellent production things that he's done. So maybe it would be a little boost in the future. I don't know.
1: So, okay. Exactly.
0: Thank you for your input. How was your Thanksgiving? You were here and I was not.
1: I did my best to get my head around as much pumpkin pie as I could possibly imagine.
0: Well, you seem kind of comatose now, so I imagine there was some L-tryptophan in there also, wasn't there?
1: Yeah, I was going to say that I I did have some turkey, but the tryptophan, you know, I, I made sure that I didn't have too much tryptophan so that I wasn't able to dive into the pumpkin pie and especially the whipped cream on top with both with both feet and both hands
0: well good for you i'm i'm glad it was an enjoyable time it sounds like uh, the result was uh, almost uh, fatal but,
1: <laughs> but <laughs> I, as i've said many times i only use the only reason that i go to thanksgiving is to get whipped cream really so you ha- there's several stages you have, you know, I only, I use pumpkin pie as a mechanism to get whipped cream to my face. So the only thing that you only, you really need to practice over, you know, one year to the next, Doug, yep, yep. is it's very difficult to balance a 12-inch stack of whipped cream on the top of a little tiny slice of pumpkin pie. But I have managed it.
0: Well, good for you. It's nice to, that you're goal-oriented and you, you achieve your goals, no matter how <laughs> difficult they might seem to be but uh I'm glad that Halloween also worked out well for you I yeah. do have uh did you are you seeing me now my screen keeps blanking out as I described I am, to you before. I
1: am seeing you yeah you're, okay so the you cameras are, you are just as handsome as you've ever been
0: oh Pasha, you silly goose you uh I do I will send you a picture of speaking of handsome of our newest uh, family member Nora McMillan Drew's yes. daughter she's 18 months old and she Speaks in a language that her her family can understand. I mean, aside from Drew, his lovely bride, Magda, and their little baby, Nora, 18 months old, um, we also had Drew's parents, uh, my sister, Emily, and her husband, Andrew, Andy, and then their other two kids, uh, Drew's siblings, and that would be Robbie, and that would be uh, also Kate. Now Kate has started to climb up the corporate ladder at um, Domino's Pizza where his father, her father has spent his whole career. and uh, she is now uh, taking steps to become the corporate magnate we know that she can be. and she, but she started at the bottom and paid her dues. so that's pretty cool. Robbie is building spec houses. So I, I know how that worked for me. Not that well. So I'm hoping that he has better luck with it. But, um, uh, drew the, um, uh, man with the excellent voice plus the, uh, the, what does he have that uh, accounting uh, degree? He's a CPA and he enjoys show business. So I'm thinking that He's still got a big future, but he's young, and it uh, takes time to break into the show business area that he would like to. Anyway, all these people, plus our daughter, our son, who came in from Austin. Uh, his wife stayed home in Austin this year and because uh, her parents were there. And, uh, God, then we had their neighbors and various other hangers on. It was all There's always a crowd around the house at some point. So they have a whole outside living room and kitchen And we uh, at the Thanksgiving dinner, we had two long tables set up and it was just, you know, a very large crowd of people. It wasn't small and quiet like it was with me when I was a kid. So anyway, I was going somewhere with this. Um, I am not well organized for our next podcast recording this one and probably the next one. I would like to be uh, better organized, but I'm afraid that I've just got a pile of stuff I've been collecting And so rather than spending a lot of time complaining, let's get to it. And the first thing I I wrote down with the highlights, yellow highlights is that uh, I have a sad announcement for Randy. Now it's entirely possible since this was um, probably this news is about a week old. It's entirely possible that he's heard about it, but um, I may be the one breaking the news to Randy about this. Uh, The uh, uh, newest favorite disease that Randy has been wallowing in uh, he's been excitedly talking about this disease for probably 6 months now ever since it first came out in the news monkeypox Randy uh, every every time the monkeypox comes up for conversation you've enjoyed participating love, in that conversation love
1: the monkeypox
0: well, you may or may not have heard the bad news, but our masters at the uh, United Nations, this is in, in more specifically the World Health Organization, they have decreed that we are not allowed to use the word monkeypox anymore. It's uh, That name is being erased from the list of names that we're allowed to call diseases because it's apparently insulting to monkeys, I guess, or maybe they have some other minority that they are concerned the monkeys, about their
1: the monkeys are complaining to the world uh, health organization
0: i can't say that for sure i'm inclined to think that the world health organization is trying to get out ahead of monkey feelings and uh, so they have now decreed that we cannot use the term monkey pox anymore we have to call it MPOX. pox so there goes uh some fun <laughs> down the drain okay,
1: okay. I, th- I think now i i'm pretty well pretty well within just a few percentage points of I've heard it all
0: yeah those people didn't spend a lot of time thinking up a creative new name for this did they pox well, just, just like wuhan flu uh when we had covid and it we uh, realized that it was fr- released from a chinese uh laboratory in wuhan china uh people started calling it the wuhan flu and i used that terminology several times And of course, that upset some people, probably the sensitive types, the uh, marshmallow, no, the snowflake types, because they don't want to hurt those Chinese feelings. And I remember President Trump being um, interrogated by some reporter when he called it the Chinese flu. Why do you call it that? How do you call it the Chinese flu? Because it came from China. It's like we have a Spanish flu and a Hong Kong flu and other flus. And so we, are, um, we
1: also have the German measles. We we've irritated the Germans all these years.
0: We certainly do. The Germans have a way of responding that <laughs> <laughs> is very serious. So I haven't heard much about the German measles lately, and it may be fear of the Germans being upset. But uh, the uh, Wuhan flu irritated one book reviewer, and that gave me a really negative one-star review on Amazon uh, uh, because uh, he said, well, I heard him say it on his, his, it wasn't even in the book. I never used that term in the book, but this guy was very upset. Uh, the other thing I was going to say, and this is less sad, it's more interesting, um, is that, uh, when I, the family, uh, we all went to the beach. Now, anytime we go someplace when we're on a family outing like this, and we've all gathered together, it takes about three or four SUVs to get everybody, every place. And so we went down to the beach which was like five miles away from our daughter's house. And it's all downhill. She's up on a mountain. And so five miles away, we pull into the beach parking uh, lot and uh, found places to park. There weren't a lot of people there. The beach population was fairly sparse, but at this place, I don't remember it's Aliso Creek beach in uh, Laguna, Beach, I think it is. And so uh, we were enjoying ourselves at the beach and then everybody said, well, it's time to go over and eat lunch at the uh, hamburger stand. There's a building with a fast food restaurant and it's surrounded by a courtyard with a bunch of picnic tables. Some of the picnic tables are round and some of them are rectangular with attached benches. And so I wasn't going to eat. I had eaten enough for Thanksgiving to handle me for several days. And so everybody else got in line for the food. And I said, I better go stake out some space for the family members that want to eat here in the courtyard, rather than go back to the uh, Sandy beach. And so, uh, Mary and I sat down at the end of a long, actually it was two rectangular picnic tables that had been put, been put together end to end. And, uh, so uh, there were two old ladies at the other end, and so we sat down. But the sun was so bright I couldn't read my phone. I couldn't check my email. There was an umbrella, uh, in, uh casting some shade and kind of in the middle of this lengthy table. So I moved a few feet towards the old ladies, and uh, I know they had been sitting there for quite some time chatting. And, uh, so I wanted to get in the shade so I could read my phone and I was facing out from the picnic table. I was sitting with my back to the actual table part when I, I was, became aware of something going on. It was very interesting and I'm shortening this story considerably, but, uh, basically these two old ladies did everything they could to make me go away. It was really, it became highly entertaining as one by one. 15 members of my family showed up, but they, they started, uh, one of them was complaining under her breath, and the other one was louder. And she said, oh, really? Yeah, well, that is a problem. And then it became apparent. She said, we don't want people we don't know sitting near us. And I said, oh, really? And she said, yes, you're not six feet away. Well, actually, I was six feet away. And uh, this went on and on and on. The harassment, the arguing, the uh, vitriol. At one point they said, we've been here for 45 minutes, which is kind of a crime against the other diners. I mean, they were obviously finished eating, sitting there chatting, but that 45 minutes they thought should have entitled them to an unlimited amount of time at the picnic table. And so it was mostly just me saying, well, gee, I, you know, I'm shocked that you would feel this way. Most of my friends don't feel that way. And uh, yes, get away from us. You germy person, you. And finally, one of them, as they stood up to stomp away in disgust, one of them threw a cup of water at me. (laughs) She was too meek. You got your volume.
1: You've got to be kidding me. She threw some water on
0: you. Yeah, this was well, she didn't make it to me. She was too weak to actually get the water all the way to me. So Mary's theory is that she was trying to wreck the table for other diners, including uh, other Joneses and McMillans. But I I call everybody in our family Jones, uh, even though their last name might be McMillan. But as they were gathered around and as new additions came to join us, they were going, what happened? What happened? So that the story grew to immense proportions. And it was me against the old ladies. And it looked like I won because uh, I was able to maintain the table and they stomped away in disgust.
1: So no. So the water didn't make it the distance.
0: It didn't, but it would have been fine with me because it was warm out in the sunshine and a little extra wetness wasn't going to be a problem. But uh, Mary uh, Mary's theory is that she was trying to wreck the table for use by any of our family. And uh, the other people that saw her fling this water uh, just assumed that she was too weak to get it all the way across the table to me. And uh, it didn't quite make it all the way, but it was pretty fun to have become a hero in the eyes of my family. Well, yes, absolutely. (laughs) So I had forgotten to tell you about that before the uh, recording started. Anyway, I've got a stack of uh, Medicare stuff here that is just burning a hole in my pocket and it's not in really any order or anything. So I want to just be able to uh, get rid of this stuff page by page. So let's see here. The first thing is, uh, in Arizona, we have the Banner Hospital System, Banner Health, and uh, this is from an insurance company, and it says a partner of the Banner Health in Arizona Hospital System sent a letter to their patients incorrectly indicating that Humana, or this uh, insurance company, is not a participating provider in their network. This erroneous letter Was sent to approximately one hundred thousand patients. Now, this is a Medicare Advantage screw up, ladies and gentlemen. This is the kind of thing that can happen when you have Medicare Advantage. Um, You can be removed from your provider. Oh, Randy's got a question. Randy,
1: isn't isn't that kind of a um, duplication of terms a Medicare Advantage screw up?
0: Yeah, it's kind of like uh, Army intelligence and things like that. Yeah, I, I just
1: i just it's an oxymoron i just wanted to see if that if you felt the same way
0: i do i do it's uh certainly the kind of thing that you have to come to expect if you're going to have a Medicare Advantage plan. These errors do occur, these abrupt changes in the uh, networks of providers that you're allowed to use. They won't allow you to use just any old doctor that you want to use. You must use their list of approved doctors and hospitals or else they're not going to pay for your medical treatment. So the this letter went out to 100,000 people saying that uh, they could not go to the Banner Health System for medical treatment anymore and And so uh, uh, the purpose of this notice is to confirm that Banner Health is an in-network provider with this insurance company. Uh, If a member or prospective member references this letter, please clarify the letter was sent in error and reaffirm that the insurance company remains a participating provider. So if you're at home and you get that letter, I'm pretty sure that you're going to say, oh, God, you know, this is a real pain because now I've got to go find a new doctor. And that's what happens a lot of times. But in this case, it was all a mistake. The effect is the same. Somebody who uh, gets all their their medical treatment at Banner Health is told in uh, error that they can't go there anymore. At least they, they won't have their bills paid. And it's just an unfortunate, screwy thing that happens all too frequently in the Medicare Advantage world. Um the Louisiana department of insurance advises senior citizens. I really hate that term seniors. I'm really old. I'm old enough to be called a senior citizen and I will refuse to be called that. Uh, Randy is much younger than me. So the subject doesn't even come up with him, but this is a warning from the Louisiana department of insurance to advise senior citizens to be aware of Medicare scams during open enrollment. And, uh, Apparently, it's all Medicare Advantage related, which is shocking. I know that's going to be shocking to a lot of people, but basically, what happens is the um, uh, they get a phone call from somebody and find themselves suddenly enrolled in a plan that they had not wanted to become enrolled in whether they were happy with their current plan or whether they were just shopping a little bit. If they called a Medicare Advantage telephone number that they saw on the television, in some cases, these people are, winding up with scammers and they're finding their plans changed now here's the deal if you stay with your current plan uh, your agent gets a fairly sizable renewal commission when uh, your new year begins if you move to a new plan the agent that tricks you into going to that new plan gets a twice as large commission payment and so the uh incentive is for the new agent to try to sign you up for a plan that you had not originally known about or had not shown any interest in. And so, uh, this, uh, announcement from the Louisiana department of insurance, we're in the midst of Medicare open enrollment. And a lot of people are getting bombarded with phone calls. You're not supposed to be calling people about Medicare advantage plans. They're getting bombarded with phone calls, TV commercials, emails, and regular mail. If you are overwhelmed and confused, do not hesitate to call the, uh, department of insurance or SHIP state health insurance plans. I think it is, um, for advice we want to make sure everyone who is eligible for medicare can get access to the care they need the spokesman for ship said citizens can also protect themselves from the scams by doing the following do not engage with unsolicited callers who want to talk to you about medicare do not give unsolicited callers your name your medicare identification number or social security number scammers could use this information to make changes to your plan without your knowledge if you do get an unsolicited call about medicare ask the caller for their name and license number the state license that they uh, that you're in Um, and then call medicare or ship to report what you experienced if you discover that your plan has been switched without your knowledge call ship You can look them up on the Internet or, uh, you know, uh, however else I can give you a telephone number that they use. I don't think this is just Indiana uh, or excuse me, Louisiana, 800-259-5300. I think that might be the ship number uh, for the national their national repository of uh, or their headquarters. Uh, So anyway, you can uh, get Medicare to change your plan back to the one you had without a penalty. And this SHIP outfit can help you do that. If you have questions about Medicare, call a trusted partner like SHIP or the Senior Medicare Patrol. Or, and it doesn't say it here, but you can call Uncle Dougie. You can call the Medicare for the Lazy Man at, uh, actually, it's best to send us an email at dbj at mlmmailbag.com. And I will be happy to answer your questions and help to guide you through the morass of medicare stuff um new york state department of insurance oh boy i'm on everybody's list well when you're licensed everywhere in the united states that's going to happen they have issued orders to their insurance companies that are that are um uh, operating in new york that any criminal conviction for uh, insurance used for insurance underwriting purposes must be ignored in the future. And this applies to cannabis-related criminal convictions. So anybody that's been related uh, arrested for, like, driving under the influence of cannabis or possession of cannabis or whatever, if the insurance underwriters have taken that into account for underwriting purposes for new insurance and found that Person to be uh, not worthy of uh, getting insurance at standard rates or if they've been turned down, uh, you must now ignore any cannabis related uh, uh, arrests or criminal violations in your underwriting process in the future. So, pretty soon, it's going to be uh, they're going to be telling people to ignore. Bank robbery convictions and kidnapping, um, or you know, other heinous crimes, because that seems to be the way things are heading in some of these states. Stillwater Medical Center terminating its Blue Cross Medicare Advantage contract. Boy, that's in uh, that's in Oklahoma, and that's the uh, Oklahoma Blue Cross Blue Shield organization. Um, there, this is a whole long letter about the Stillwater medical center but i think i have another letter in this giant pile it says that they're they've restarted negotiation and so it may be that you shouldn't panic if your uh, doctors are at the stillwater medical center in oklahoma you may actually not have heard the final um, you might not have heard the fat lady sing yet about that but they are uh talking about having contract negotiations and apparently they are not yet successfully concluded in as COVID rises LA County again, advises indoor masking. Isn't that exciting? Wow. We uh, haven't seen enough. Apparently LA County, returns who strongly recommended COVID COVID masking. masking, And we all know how effective those masks are in uh, protecting people from getting COVID. And I believe that um, the recommendation, the strong recommendation is just the step right before the uh, imposition of laws, martial law, like we had a couple of years ago, Uh, not quite two years. Yeah, it's coming up on, two and a half years i guess where uh, la county and some other places in the united states became uh crushed under the jack booted thugs of the uh liberal i boy i'm trying to find a uh a way to say this that won't insult some of the audience members but uh, they have imposed very costly mandates on the Uh, free society that we have all enjoyed and they want to do it again they're looking for an excuse to do it again and this news item tells us that maybe they've figured out a way a justification to do that again their excuse here is los angeles times reports a daily number of new covid cases has risen to almost or has risen almost 70 percent versus a month ago and uh, that's This is both the LA times and the San Francisco Chronicle cases are up 36%. Now they don't happen to mention these cases don't have the same deadly effect that they did a few years ago. And um, that removes one of the big reasons for these people to be arresting people and forcing mask wearing and, and uh, all this crap so i just wanted to warn you that that may be headed our direction and i see by the old clock on the wall that i may have just uh, yacked away all of our time here randy what do you think about that is that correct well we are
1: we are just a little bit over
0: time well then we should probably shut it down for today because our listeners typically have active lives and things to do places to go people to see and i don't want to take up their whole day
1: Yeah, I agree. We'll have to land the plane for today. But there's always another day because, you know, you and I are so, so, so good at this. We'll be doing another one again
0: shortly. Well, when we do, we'll have a stack of (laughs) unrelated stories to uh, yak about and throw away the uh, pages from. Uh, So I'm looking forward to our next uh, episode, Randy.
1: Good. Me too. So we are going to close it down for today, folks. We thank you for joining us. As always, without you, it would be no fun at all. We appreciate you spending a bit of your day today with us at the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. And as I always ask everybody, send Doug some letters at dbj at com. He loves receiving them. Check out the website at medicareforthelazyman.com. Even though Doug said he's working on next year's book, don't forget this year's book. It's the 2022 version, and we're coming into Christmas and all the rest of the holidays just as quickly as you might imagine. So they're, they, they make good gifts. They So buy several. I think Doug and I talked about maybe having a bit of a sale. Uh, you know, get four, pay for four. Wasn't that it?
0: That was uh, very close to it. Yeah. Get four, pay yeah. for four. Sounds very familiar.
1: I thought so. So anyway, but we also have the audios and the Kindle versions. And also, the as a Christmas gift or a holiday gift to the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast, definitely search out someplace and give us a rating. And we would really appreciate five stars because it does wonders for our ratings in the podcast world. So thank you so much for that. But we're going to have to go ahead and pull her in and land the plane today because we have just spent about 32 and a half minutes with doug jones the anti-insurance insurance guy from oklahoma no more living in cave creek arizona up in the high mountains behind the city in his fortress of solitude
0: bye bye everyone